Forbes and Fix and Fix Catch up. Take to the power of five. Take to the power of five. With Simon Dingle. Take five every single Thursday. Simon Dingle is on the line. What's up, Simon? Hey, how you doing, Mixie? Very, very well, thank you. Listen, uh, so officially, I see, I just uh, did a quick Google search here. Officially the biggest mobile game in US history, Pokemon Go. It's it's unbelievable what's happening with this thing. I mean, we're going to talk about the Sensor Smart Tracker today, but we have to take a moment to talk about Pokemon Go because nothing in the history of technology, and I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say not even the iPhone and certainly no game before wow. it has exploded, just blown up like this thing has. People I believe playing you. it all over the world. Yep. It's not even available in South Africa yet, and like I see kids playing it out on the street. I've been playing it with my kids. Uh, it's it's just it's absolutely crazy. Uh, you've probably seen the videos. I've been tweeting them as well from central park in new york just mm. like crawling with people playing pokemon go yeah it's, it's incredible I, I don't think we've i'll say it for the fifth time we've never seen anything like this no you're seeing people everywhere just walking with their mobile phone in front of their face they're not taking videos of you they are looking for pokemons that's what's happening everywhere that's right. And and of course, people have figured out how to play it in South Africa. Now, we've gotten a lot of uh, tweets and, and, and texts from people asking us how to do this that haven't figured it out yet. Uh, so to give you a, a quick overview, and I, I tweeted these directions. So if you go and find me on Twitter at Simon Dingle, you'll find them as well. But, cool. but long story short, on iPhone, you can't do it in the South African store. So you need to log out of the App Store and then create an account either in the US or Australia because those are two of the countries where Pokemon Go is available now. In fact, it's the only two and New Zealand, I think, where you can currently play. Play it. Uh, it's going to launch in Germany next week, I think. Okay. Uh, so that's on the iPhone. On Android, you can you can download the APK file. You can download the app from Unif because you could get viruses and malware with it because what a lot of, uh, of these guys do is they take a file that everybody's looking for like this they put some of their own nefarious uh. code in it and then they put it on the internet so you need to be careful yeah. go and check out my twitter feed I, t- I, I tweeted one of the safe links but just be aware that you're doing something that the makers of pokemon don't want you to be doing so there is a risk Always a risk, always a risk. Um, just looking through an article, I find apparently people are using uh, this Pokemon game. They are playing it more than they're using any other app on their phone currently, according to stats. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's sort of dethroned WhatsApp. And, and the weird thing is it's done so in less than a week. So mm. people who are playing it are, are using the app more than WhatsApp, which is absolutely ridiculous. Look, it's not going to stick. And and I've seen this before. The, the company that created Pokemon on behalf of Nintendo is a company called Niantic. Uh, and they, they did a game called Ingress that we spoke about on Tech to the Power of Five a while ago. I was a big Ingress player. And mm. Pokemon Go is based on the same technology. And it's one of those things that in the beginning is highly novel. Like people drive around, they spend all day doing it you know after two three weeks a month it kind of starts to taper off yeah uh, and then and then stuff gets real uh so i don't think it's going to continue forever but right now it's just an absolute craze so you're saying as far as a game goes it's not uh, one of those really good games that people are going to just uh, like stick oh no with it's a great life. game it's yeah. an absolutely great game i think you know I, I think now they've got millions of people who have adopted it overnight i don't think they're all going to stick for the long term yeah. and then there'll be like a core a core group of players that that kind of uh, keep at it uh, and uh, and sustain the platform um, but but I don't think the hype will last forever let me put it that way for sure I think if people have any questions because I know lots of people are starting to catch on um, I suggest just tweeting you at Simon Diggle and asking more about how to get it uh, especially getting it in SA cool uh, next up uh, I know there's something else you wanted to track uh, chat about in terms of tracking 
Uh, yeah, just the Sensor Smart Tracker. I've been playing with it this week. The guys at DigiCape sent it over, uh, so you can get it from them at digicape.co.za. Uh, it sells for about 450 rand. It's about the size of a chappy. <laughs> and then you you put it on your keys, you pop it in your backpack, anything you don't want to lose. I suppose you could put it on a pet's collar as well. You hook it up to the Sensor uh, app on your phone, and then you can track your stuff. So you can see where you left your bag or your keys. Uh, you can get it to make a noise or flash a light in, uh, in the amazing. dark. So very handy. Yeah. You can also set alarms. So you can say if this thing moves within a certain distance of me, sound an alarm. So it'll tell you like, hey, your backpack's just moved or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then if you lose something, you can put it into loss mode. It'll try and find other phones with the app on and sure. report its location. So it'll go, hey, I'm a stolen bag that belongs to Mixi. Please get me back to my owner. So very cool piece of technology. Uh, of course, it, me, it, it needs a lot of people to be using it uh, before it really becomes useful for finding lost things. But check it out. It's called the Sensor Smart Tracker. Uh, and they're being sold by the, the guys at digicape.co.za. Simon, I think as far as like anything, you know, developing something that meets a demand, I think this is the one thing that just meets a demand that so many people have because we are keeping track of so much these days besides just the car keys and the phone uh, we are we are all walking around with so much baggage uh, that we can misplace so I think it definitely I mean this is something that everybody would need in this day and age yeah, it's a very cool little product. Uh, a little bit expensive. I'm not gonna. You're not gonna go and buy them and pluck them on everything you own. But yeah. I think you know, 450 rand to not lose your backpack with all your sure. with your life in it, it's not too bad. Simon Dingle on the line today for Tech Five. If you have any questions, we do a little Q and A up next, so you can tweet us at Forbes and Fix. Uh, you can use the hashtag Tech Five. Simon will catch up with you in just a little bit. Tech to the power of five. Tech to the power of five with Simon Dingle. Twenty-six minutes after three o'clock. Simon Dingle on the line for our Q&A today on Tech 5. Uh, Simon, you ready for question number one? Okay, hit me. Cool. So uh, Chris has called through and asked. Uh, he's got a BlackBerry 10. He got a notification saying uh, he's it's not going to be supporting WhatsApp as from the end of the year. So he wants to know what's up with that. <laughs> what's up with WhatsApp? What's up so, with WhatsApp? Uh, uh, so, of course, WhatsApp is owned by Facebook and, and Facebook and WhatsApp, both apps will stop working on older BlackBerry operating systems uh, from the end of the year. If you have one of the newer Blackberries that runs Android, the Priv, then you should, you'll still be okay. It's just the older Blackberries that okay. run the BlackBerry operating system. Uh, Facebook and WhatsApp have, have announced that they're going to be pulling out a lot of outdated, mm. uh, pulling out of rather a lot of outdated operating systems. And unfortunately, BlackBerry users are in that group. Cool. Uh, we've got another question on Twitter. Nishad uh, saying, got an old S4. Contract is up in November. I can get an A5, an S6, uh, iPhone 6S or Xperia Z5. Best options in terms of battery life. A power bank is an option, but I'd rather get a new phone. Well, you know, in that list of phone, um, those are all outdated phones except for the iPhone 6S. That's the latest one in there. So, you know, if you could get a Samsung S7, for example, that would be awesome. Okay. But the S6 is the previous generation. So it sounds like given the list that he's got going there, the iPhone is the best option. For battery life, though, I think the Sony would probably perform best out of all of them, the Z5. Um, Sony's got some special voodoo they do with their batteries at the <laughs> moment that works pretty well. So, um so, so that would probably be the best for battery life. But to be honest, on any flagship smartphone these days, battery life is going to be your biggest challenge. Yeah. We've given you some tips before about how to conquer that. Uh, we'll perhaps do that again on a future episode. But uh, it's going to be a problem with any of the top smartphones at the moment. For sure. Uh, Simon, any questions, interesting ones coming through on your side? Um, we've had some questions about uh, Bitcoin, which is quite interesting. And that's something I get a lot because I used to work for a Bitcoin company. Okay. 
to be buying Bitcoin now that the halving has happened. Now, <laughs> I'm not going to get into what the halving is, but basically, yeah. you know, Bitcoin is run by a network of miners all over the world, and the rewards those miners get for generating and Bitcoin and processing transactions has halved. Um, I always say to people, it's always a good day to be buying Bitcoin, uh, but obviously don't put in more money and then you can afford to lose. Um, but I think it's a great investment. And if you've never made a Bitcoin transaction, uh, the best company to do it with in South Africa is Bitex, where I used to work, uh, bitex.co. Um, you can download their app and you can get into Bitcoin with like 10 Rand and you can use it to buy airtime and electricity, maybe send some to a friend, go and buy a coffee or a beer somewhere that supports it and check it out awesome simon thank you so much i suggest people continue the conversation with you on twitter uh, so run us up with your handle once again great yeah at simon dingle on twitter and i take questions 24 7 even Ex- when we're not on the air excellent take to the power of five take to the power of five with simon dingle right so this is the bonus content for take to the power of five it's just me this week rob of course is away uh mixy in the studio and i'm doing the bonus content on my own um so just looking at the questions that we didn't manage to cover in the show or that came through later i actually got an email from gina asking me for um laptop recommendations this is something we get asked about a lot on the show people saying hey i'm looking for a good entry-level laptop or i've got x amount of money to spend uh what should i get in gina's case she says she's got about ten thousand rand to spend uh and this is for somebody who's just going to be using like itunes streaming some tv shows etc in which case i'd argue you could probably get away with a lot less than ten thousand rand to be honest if you look at some of the entry-level laptops from uh, hp and lenovo and especially asus uh, asus is just over the last few years their quality has become really good um, and if you compare what you can get for say 7,000 Rand to 10,000 Rand on an Asus laptop, um, it pretty much blows away the competition. But you know, if you're looking for something that's really hardy from a trusted brand, Lenovo is good. But to be honest, even HP and Dell aren't that bad these days. Uh, a few things to think about. Firstly, we're in PC territory, obviously. Uh, Entry-level MacBooks in South Africa uh, start at about 15,000 Rand. So unless you're getting a second-hand Mac, which isn't a bad idea necessarily, uh, you're probably looking at a PC. Again, not a bad thing. Probably going to be running Windows 10, which we're fans of. Um, So that's all good. RAM is a big concern. Uh, Some of these budget laptop manufacturers are going to try sneaky, sneaky, get away with like four gigs of RAM, which in this day and age just isn't enough. Um, So I would say make sure it's got at least eight gigs of RAM. Um, It doesn't matter what CPU it has. Generally speaking, if if you're looking at a laptop above like six, seven thousand Rand, it's probably going to have a decent enough Intel processor. Um, and that's about it really so I'd say 10,000 Rand for somebody who's just going to be browsing the web listening to music and streaming stuff is is perhaps even overkill if you're looking to save money um, maybe you can get yourself a better router or a nice pair of headphones to go with it or something um, so that was from Gina uh, lots of questions about the LG G5 um, I don't know if one of the cellular networks is running a special with this particular device at the moment but it is a great phone uh, it's a little bit dated like the Samsung S7 is much newer and I'm seeing some people ask me whether they should get that or the G5 suggesting that they've been offered both by whoever they're getting their cellular contract from and in that situation you probably want to look at the S7 uh, and then just to touch on battery packs we had a question in the show from somebody uh, looking at new phones and specifically asking about batteries and then asking if they should get a battery pack as well that question came through uh, from Nishad on uh, Twitter 
And I'd say a battery pack in this day and age is an absolute must. Your smartphone's not gonna get you through the day. Uh, if you're like me, it's probably gonna be dead like before lunchtime, um, if you're lucky. So I, I rely on a battery pack and I think it's something you just have to get with a phone these days. Uh, a few things to think about though. Firstly, look at the size of the battery in your phone. Um, and the size of batteries is pretty simple to understand. It's in milliamp hours. So there's a number somewhere that says MAH. Uh, on the iPhone, for example, it's, uh, it's about 1,800 to 2,000 milliamp hours, unless you've got the 6 Plus or the 6S Plus, which has got um, about 1,000 milliamps more. Um, the point I'm trying to make is if you get a battery pack with less than that, you're not even gonna get one extra life for your phone. Um, so you're looking for something that usually would have at least as much uh, charge as your phone carries. So if you've got an Android device with say a 2,800 milliamp hour battery, you probably wanna get a battery pack that's at least that as well. I carry around um, one that's made by, I wanna say Belkin, it is a Belkin. Um, and that's about 6,000 milliamp hours. It's not too big, like I don't even know it's sitting in my backpack. Uh, and that gives my iPhone 6 like two and a half extra lives. Um, be careful of the manufacturer you're getting a battery pack from as well. They'll just put these numbers on there like it's Smarties and it doesn't always mean that you're getting what they say you're getting. Um, so I've had some people um, hit me up on Twitter saying that they bought like a 4,000 milliamp battery that only charged their 2,800 milliamp um, Android phone once. So obviously someone was lying when it came to the numbers on the box. And this is really the difference between the cheap manufacturers that you're gonna buy on the side of the road and the quality stuff you're gonna get at a reputable store. It's worth when we're talking about batteries and battery packs going for a trusted name um, like Belkin, like Monster. Um, there, there, there are a few of them out there. Generally, if you're shopping at like a Dion Wired or an Incredible Connection, you're not gonna get ripped off, at least in terms of what it says on the box. Um, so that's my advice for battery packs. Uh, it's, it's tempting to get one of the big, massive, heavy ones that can give your phone 10 extra lives, but unless we're stuck in the zombie apocalypse, you're probably not gonna need it, or you're like out, you know, shooting live video at the forefront of a civil war. You probably don't need that many extra lives in your backpack, and it's just gonna weigh you down. So I always go for like a medium-sized battery pack, say around 6,000 milliamp hours, uh, even on a big phone like an iPhone 6S Plus, you're gonna be able to charge it uh, almost twice, which is usually good enough. And then charge your battery pack before you even charge your phone because you know your phone can be dead, but if you've got the battery pack, you're all good to go. Uh, and I think that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with more bonus content and of course uh, the live show, which may or may not have Rob Forbes' voice in it. I'm not sure if he's back next week, but uh, we'll find out in seven days. Bye-bye. Forbes and Tricks. Catch up. Multicast at 5fm.co.za.